Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Why, hello, and welcome to issue 660 of Geek in the City Radio, coming to you live from Guardian Games. I'm Aaron Duran. Ah, and I'm Bina Rita. And I'm your other other host, <laughs> Cable Hashitani. Why did we change? What He's, happened? Look, he sets the tone. I can't. I have to start mentioning that we're coming live from the studio, so yeah, I'm trying that, to find a way to work that in. That's great. So he has to, he can no, he no longer has enough time to also tell you that he is your host. I mean, it, it could be scripted as I'm your host, Aaron Duran. I'm your other host, Bina Rita. And I'm your other, other host, Cable Hashitani. And we are coming to you live from the recording right. booth at Guardian Games, hey, or whatever this is. Uh, that's true. Well, that's how we're going to do it. That's, that's, that's how we're going to do it now. See? There you go. Because that makes way more sense now. I'm glad we got to workshop that while we were going. <laughs> Super sweet. Professional. Booyah. You know yep. we're professional because look at all of our fancy microphones. I know. Look at all the stuff's going on now, man. Ooh. It's good times. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, what are we doing today? We are interviewing uh, Taylor Stark from Witch Hunt Theater today. Woo! I'm excited. Yeah. Oh. So we, we talked a little bit about... Um, not Taylor Stark specifically, but uh, her project, her um, theater troupe, I guess you would call That's it. That's what which theater is. It's a theater troupe. And they are um, site-specific, interactive theater Immersive. experience. In- yep. Immersive. Thank you. Um, and we experienced uh, a small taste of it at the Ghosts of Summer convention that we went to a couple weeks ago. And now we're going to meet with her live and and talk about talk talk about theater project specifically we're gonna ask her some questions and let her promote the witch hunt theater's upcoming competitive thing called death race yeah this person's gonna trick me into exercising Possibly. (laughs) Or I just get killed. You exercise sometimes. No, I do. And I actually have to get more back. I have to get back at it a bit more also um, after my doctor's visit yesterday. Oh, I see. One of those visits. Yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, everything came back actually pretty positive. Uh, There's just a few things a little bit higher than she'd like it to be. Amazingly, uh, none of them diabetes related, considering I am overweight and Mexican-American. I was like two strikes, but skated that bad boy. Yeah. I think it has more to do with those than just those, those two people. things. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I was about to say, it probably helps that I don't have a lot of sugar in my diet as I'm pounding a Fanta. But <laughs> as a rule, I don't have a lot of sugar. See, that's why I, I go through. It's because you're so sweet already. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of sugar in beer. Shut up. Because it turns into sugar. Oh, I know. This is this is body by beer. Chemistry. I, I'm, I'm well aware. Bean body by beer. Bean body. Trip bees. Uh, again, either no, one of you are B. welcome, uh, either or both of you are welcome to join me at the climbing gym. 
Well, I already started my 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 routine. That's true. You did. Yeah, my boss lifts weights. Oh, that's right, man. I can't. Well, I need a boss that just pays my gym. So, or I just need a boss, really. Uh, yeah, one one step at a time, friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I, I still have some expense, but right, but much lower than it would be if I was doing it on my own. Oh so. shit! By the way, today, mm-hmm. sixty nine days till Halloween. Nice. Nice. <laughs> We're all children. Oh, my God. Yep. Hey, and Warlock in the chat, we should wish them a happy birthday. Because that's today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bags. Woo. Uh, and for your for your birthday, we are bringing you a cool interview here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 but let's see. What other fun things? How is everyone's weekend? I know, yeah. <laughs> Um, how, how, oh, we had a death in the family this morning. Yeah, but he asked about the weekend. No, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's, Way it's, to bring down the room. Uh, it's, it's someone, uh, I am related to by marriage and I, I didn't know them well, but I did like them and it, it was quite, uh, it's quite a shock, quite a shock, I think. So yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, other than that. We were we went to a, a wine and cheese event. Yes, our our friends the Bordners. Yeah, have uh, traditionally held a, a wine and cheese party every August. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have it for a couple years for for the obvious reasons. For reasons, yes. Uh, and this one was also like pretty lightly attended compared to like other other iterations in the past. But that actually made it kind of nice because we actually got to see the hosts more than typical. Yeah, no, it was pretty. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't feel like I did a whole lot of other things this weekend. You know, um, yeah, I specifically did not like I, I did some comic work for Rose City Comics, right? And then um, worked out getting swole. I am not getting swole. <laughs> I am just trying not to um, lose muscle mass. Oh, yeah, I am. Getting swole? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get ripped. <laughs> no, no, I, I too am at this. Like, these used to be some pretty decent muscles. So. I remember. Really you used to do some flexing and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was proud of those muscles. They took me years to develop. <laughs> and, and yet it takes days, weeks. I know. For them to just atrophy and go away. Personally offended. I am personally offended you should. by the, the amount of time and effort it takes to build good muscles, even decent muscles. I mean, yeah. good. I was never like ripped, you know? Uh, but uh, it really only takes like a week to fall off the yeah. wagon. And <clears throat> oh, feel yeah. Like, feel like a garbage human being again. Yep. <laughs> was like, um, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Because he went from filming Creed mm-hmm. to Black Panther. I think filming Creed 2. And like on an interview, they said, well, when Creed 2 is over, like, what are you going to do next? And he's like, not a damn thing. I'm going to sit my ass on the couch and eat pizza Hell yeah. and not work out. Mm-hmm. He's like, because I am tired of doing this constantly. Well, it's the same reason Chris Evans didn't want to do Captain America anymore, right? He's it's rough. Like, I'm tired of being so damn ripped all the time. Well, yep. and when you look that way, that's actually not healthy. No, you're no, dehydrated. You know to get that tone, you get dehydrated. So they're dehydrated when they do a lot of those shirtless scenes in the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. the men and the women, or you know, shirt. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they are. They're completely dehydrated because that's not actually what a super healthy body and looks you, like. You're supposed no. to have some body fat. I mean, mm-hmm. not as much as like some of us, mm-hmm. but <laughs> um, but some. You're not yeah. supposed to have some. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, I'm not going to do any body shaming in this room at all. Like, I'm not doing body shaming. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I, I only body shame myself. Don't don't body shame yourself. If I don't like my body, uh, something has to get me to do something about it, and I I do respond well to shame. Do you? Okay. Fifty uh, fifty. Oh, I I, I feel our, like. Oh, I think our guest's here. Oh, excellent. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about my body shame later. Okay. That's bring it. Great. And Hello. joining us now is Hello. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Oh. Oh no. Can you hear us, Taylor? Yeah. Okay. 
Why can't I hear them? Oh, no. Do you have her muted? No. Okay. Um, this will be a new weird quirk if I find out this is an issue. Um, <laughs> Thank you for, for uh, <clears throat> sitting through our technical yeah, difficulties. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, oh. Um, yeah, her mic should be working. Can you hear me now? No. Is it something on the board, maybe? It wouldn't have an impact on that. Um, um, unless that is supposed to plug into that so that we're getting the feed. No? It is plugged in. Okay, then I... That's... <laughs> That's one hundred percent my my um, completely non technical um, knowledge of how your board works. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Right, because that guy is in and out, right? Um, let's see. Everything is falling <clears throat> apart. Uh, Taylor, I'm going to send a private message. If you'll see on the, okay, um, this is exciting. Uh, well, if we need to vamp, we can go back to body shaming while you do that. <laughs> so don't, let, let's not do body shaming. Let's, like, <laughs> I, what I was going to say um, before technical difficulties is that I feel like you missed the, the point of Monsters, Inc., which is, yes, you can use negative reinforcement to, to get results. Positive reinforcement sometimes yields better results. But for if someone didn't grow up with positive reinforcement, um, to receive it now as an adult is weird and gross and uncomfortable. And so not particularly motivating. Okay. Okay, surely I'm not alone in that, right? Where's the where's the chat? I bet No, I don't think you're alone in that. I think it's um Hmm. I think that starts getting into a, a larger conversation that is probably <laughs> more has more mm-hmm. in common with a therapy session than um, fun weekly podcast banter. <laughs> so maybe we're not going to go that direction. Fine, fine. Well, what what did you do this weekend? I don't think you covered that very much. Oh, I like took pictures of comic books. Uh, Listed them on eBay, sat around with the dog, sat around with the cat, uh, fed snakes. That was exciting. That's always exciting. Feeding the snakes? Feeding the snakes. Uh, do you do live feeding no, or no. frozen? We do frozen and then thawed, and then I uh, take them out of their tank and feed them separately in a different area so that they never get uh, food-aggressive in the tank where they live right if if they get if they get accustomed to the idea that like a hand going into the tank means food then eventually you get bit right Mm -hmm. and so you have to there's a whole process i i learned that somewhere i'm not sure where maybe i know i like in middle school or something i had a a friend who had a snake i might have learned it there and then they also get used to the feeling a person holding on to them while they feed so that they associate that they, it's basically just to keep me from getting bitten. Right. On a regular I mean, people basis. do it with dogs too. Can you hear me now? Oh, ooh, oh, <clears throat> yes, yes, we can. Wow, we're so technologically advanced over here. <laughs> um, you're very quiet though. Let's see if I can fix that. I can talk like right into it if that's helpful. You might have to, unfortunately. That is weird. I've got you cranked up as much as I can on this side. Um, I have one more pair of earbuds I can switch. Let me grab them and we'll try that as a last measure and we'll see how it goes. All right. Sounds Thanks good. for your patience. Sorry. Uh, Norm in the chat uh, points out that, yes, negative body issues will mentally deliver short-term results, but the damage ends up compounding issues in the long run. Uh, Thank you, yes, Dr. Norm. I, uh, I am mostly joking. Just, I know. just to be clear, before anyone starts like oh, worrying no. about Bean's health situation. I think everyone knows that there's a degree of the personas that they see weekly 
are show versions of Aaron, show versions of Denise, and show versions of Cable, not how we are all the time in the real world. Okay. Is this better or the same? You're still a little quiet, but I think I can play with it in in post there. So fantastic. Okie dokie. And um, the listeners say they can hear you just fine. So maybe it's still on our end, some things. Uh, Taylor, welcome (laughs) to the show. Thank (laughs) you. Um. So we first ran into you at the Ghosts of July event. Ghosts here, of Summer. Ghosts of Summer at the Oregon Convention Center. And that's where we first ran into, yeah, Witch Hunt Theater. Can you tell us a little bit? Like, what, what, what is Witch Hunt Theater? <laughs> what is Witch Hunt Theater? Um, I started this theater company in October of 2020, or I guess September, because that's when we had to start rehearsing. Um Pretty much in response to the fact that everyone was doing Zoom theater and I said, I cannot do theater on the internet. Um, It's just, we're meant to watch TV or like live streams or whatever on the computer or the TV screen and not like live theatrical performances. Um, So I decided I wanted to do something in person and the only way to do that at that time was to be outside with masks on. So that was where the site-specific theater comes in. Um, I heard you talking about that earlier. And site-specific for us just means that we perform in anywhere except a theater. So we've been out in the woods. We've been on a farm. We were in a conference room for the show that you all saw, obviously. So we perform anywhere and everywhere. And then I've always been into horror forever, forever. And in about 2018, I got a research grant to study theater and horror specifically. And that sort of like gave me the bug. And I've been doing horror theater ever since. So, yeah, all the work, like we said, that we do is immersive, site-specific horror theater year-round. So we have two more shows in the season this year. We have Death Race coming up. And then we have a show in November after that, too. Hmm. Super curious right off the bat, how long does it take? Like once you know you have access to a space and you you get a feel for what that space is like, how long does it take you to figure out what the the plot or the story is going to be around, say, this abandoned barn? Yeah, it kind of depends. Um, A lot of the work that we do, the space comes first, like you said. So mostly I come up with that in my head first. Like you said, I'm like, I want to go out into an old barn or I want to do something in the middle of the woods. And then the story kind of just writes itself. Sometimes it goes the other way where the story comes first and then I have to kind of piecemeal and figure out where we're going to do it. Um, We try to do things honestly as fast as possible because we want to pay people equitably for their time. So um, I consider myself to be a director first, an actor second, and a writer third. I write most of our pieces, but I'm not super like precious about the work that I'm writing. So I can kind of crank it out a little bit systematically based on whatever location we're doing. So I don't know. It takes me, let's say, a month to write a script and then another couple of weeks to rehearse and get everything sort of set in stone. The hardest things for us, honestly, are more logistical than anything because we're working in these unconventional spaces. We never have any lighting there. We don't have any like sound instruments and things like that. So it actually takes a lot more time to sort of find the right space for us, work out all those logistics, get the things we need and things like that. The other stuff like happens pretty quickly, actually. So waiting for us to figure out sound issues is old hat for you at this point is basically (laughs) you're already geared for this. Yep. We one time had to start a show over because our one actor in the show forgot to turn her mic on. So we just had to hold and start over from the beginning. So that has never happened to this show. No, never, (laughs) never. Good for you. (laughs) Nice. Well, um, I know that one of the things that we wanted to talk about is the upcoming death race and full disclosure, we're in the process of putting together our team to enter the death race. I think we need to find one more member and then we've got six players. 
Yeah, so you can build a team of four to six players. So if you want to fill in all six, that's totally fine. But yeah, our next event is sort of unlike anything we've done before. Um, every event that we do, we try to make it different than anything we've ever done. So, so far, that's going great. Um, this one is less of a play and more of just an event that's happening. Um, I'm advertising this as sort of a competitive team event that's equal parts like scavenger hunt, puzzle game, haunted house like you know game of hide and seek and tag out in the woods and since it's a competition multiple teams will be there each night there will be a winner there will be a loser there might be prizes who's to say but we just locked in our location and it's literally going to be out in the middle of the woods so bring a flashlight it's going to be it's going to be dark it's going to be spooky i'm very excited about it excellent Yep. Uh, so far, the people that we've got um, lined up are really excited about it. So we just need to find one more person that's as adventurous and or crazy. <laughs> yep. It's a hard sell for some people, but for the ones who are coming, it's going to be dope as hell. <laughs> nice. How? Uh, I'm just curious, like, how physical do you think this is going to be? Like, what would you put it at? Yeah. Is that because you don't want to do any exercise? I heard that earlier, too. <laughs> no, that's not. I've, I've heard from a few people that are worried that, like, they could hurt themselves. Um, I would say how clumsy are these people? Um, <laughs> it's not going to be super physical. The Most of the events are going to be timed events. So that's the sort of like physicality that comes in because you're going to want to do everything quickly. But um, there's going to be minimal like running and hurtling and jumping like there's not going to be a ton of that. I think the one most athletic thing that's going to happen is we're going to have the teams run in a straight line down a path that is like very well graveled. So just don't trip over your own feet. I would say that's the biggest danger there. Everything else, you'll have your flashlight, you'll be in the woods, like you'll be, you'll be totally fine. It's more about the mind games than anything else. Uh, I, I call not it for that one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's right. <laughs> I can be a good tank. <laughs> if it if it's it's required, I can take the hit pretty well. <laughs> nice. So, it, um, along with you, how many other people are part of uh, Witch Hunt Theater? That's a great question. Um, it started when I was living with two actors, um, Ash Heffernan and Lane Barbour. Lane was the other actor opposite me in the show that you all saw at the convention. So it really started with us just as this sort of trio doing everything that needed to be done. And then once in a while, we would pull in another actor here and there if we needed someone or a stage manager or things like that. Um, so that's sort of my core ensemble, honestly, is me and these two others. And now we're slowly sort of gaining a following of other people who like to work with us. So Ty, was the third actor that was in the Ghosts of Summer play. He also is now a big part of this season and is involved with most of the things we do. We're kind of growing as we go, but like I said, we try to go on sort of a socialist model of art making, which is that all of us split the profits evenly. So the less people we can have on each project, the more money each of us will make. So it kind of works out twofold that way. Plus just scheduling like a million actors at once is um, it's like herding cats. So the, the fewer, the better in that case. But yeah, it was during COVID. So it was just the three of us living together. That was the easiest way. And we've kind of grown from there. Thanks. Yeah, scheduling is never easy. As as one who has a pseudo regular D and D game with adults, uh, the greatest big bad is the schedule. It's never mm -hmm. the monsters, <laughs> like ever, ever, ever. Yeah, especially for that many hours at a time. Like nobody has four hours to sit and do anything. <laughs> no, <clears throat> no, and that's super frustrating because that's all we want to do. Um. Let's see here. We're getting people asking how they can like form their teams. I'm going to put the link to your. Uh... I just dropped it in there. Oh well, you beat me to it then. Never mind. Very well. Except, except it didn't work. So you, I'm going to do yours. It. Doesn't work. Oh, we can't okay. post it looks, links. Sorry, it looks normal when I if, when right. I see it. It looks like this. Thanks, Twitch. In the chat. Uh, but for people who are not currently in the chat, uh, if you go to the website, witchhunttheater.com, and as we mentioned the previous week, it's Theater T-R-E, the fancy one. Fancy one, uh, yes. And there you can learn more about the, the theater itself and then access tickets and details for specifically Death Race. 
Yeah, we're also regularly posting on Instagram. That's the easiest social media to reach us. So it's just at Witch Hunt Theater with an R-E, as you just said. And the link to the tickets for this show are in the bio of our Instagram as well. Um, and teams for this, like we're asking for four to six players, including whoever is like clicking purchase online. So really, you just need three friends. You can bring more if you want to. But yeah, you buy your tickets in teams instead of individually. And our link is yeah on the website, on the Instagram. Um, and we're always reachable too. If anyone ever wants to reach out, DM us and ask us more questions, or there's a email submission form on the website. We are happy to chat, happy to have you get involved or just, you know, talk shop or whatever. So cool. we're, we're very reachable. Uh, go ahead. I was like, like, I don't want you to like give up, give away too much about death race. Cause it hasn't happened yet. And obviously we want to participate. So we don't want to be spoiled on that. Uh, but I would love an example of a previous project and and sort of how it all how it all works like what are you know examples of the activities that happen um yeah so are you asking more so about like what people are gonna have to do when they get there or like about the process of like figuring it out the the experience the storytelling Uh, yeah not necessarily like and what what hurdles am i gonna have to face but just more of that more of the theater storytelling aspect actual hurdles physical hurdles (laughs) yeah you never know um (laughs) yeah every like i said every project has been so different so things have looked um kind of different in terms of participation for each one which has been really exciting um our first show that we did in october of 2020 was pretty ambitious honestly but like to sort of paint a picture of that experience we had everyone um park in this elementary school parking lot in the middle of the night and then we like met them out there and split them up from their groups and walked them into the woods into this like undisclosed location um and then we did our play in which i guess it's over now so i can give away the trade secrets of that one but two (laughs) of the actors went missing off in the woods and then the third actor just walked everyone back to their cars and then left them standing there and walked off back into the woods to find the rest of us too so that one was more so like the audience didn't have to participate per se they just had to blindly trust us and follow us into the woods and um a couple of shows ago we were on savvy island on a farm which was really exciting that was more of a walkthrough experience where everyone got there and it was a yoga based play so we asked everyone to bring yoga mats they set them out sort of on the lawn they were free to wander around and then they sort of followed characters throughout each um, seen to different locations on the farm, which was really fun. Um, the most iconic like vision I have in my brain of what Witch Hunt Theater is was our show that we did in the barn. Um, that was a lesbian vampire play, so already like 10 out of 10 content. And that <laughs> one, people drove like 45 minutes out to Sandy, Oregon to see that show, sat through it in this like dusty old barn. There were literal live bats living in the barn that would like fly overhead as we did the play. And then our last scene, we turned to the audience and we were like, will you come with me? and then walked them out into the woods again where an actor was um, laying in a grave filled with blood and like emerged from it out in the woods. And the best part about that is at the end of the show, we just shut off all the lights. The actors like scattered away and we left the audience to their devices to find their way back to their vehicles. So (laughs) a lot of that. Um, Yeah, that was a good one. So witch hunt theater is not for people with abandonment issues is what you're saying. Correct. Although I'm telling you, I'm going to abandon you right up front, you know? This is true. true. Um, Also, probably not great if you are uncomfortable being out in the woods after dark. Yeah, definitely. Death race, especially the whole thing is going to be out in the woods. We're going to be together. We're not going to full disclosure. We're not going to make anyone go off by themselves. Um, So don't worry. We're not going to like drag you into like, you know, a tree and never see you again. But we will be out in the woods. It will be dark. You'll be with your team. But that's where that's happening. And then our last show of the season is happening in a house in a more typical kind of like audience actor play situation. So if Death Race doesn't seem like your speed, our next show definitely will be. And that's in November after Halloween. Someone in the chat on Twitch says that they actually saw the show that you were just talking about and said it was frightening and amazing. (laughs) That's what we like to hear. Frightening (laughs) and amazing. That's our motto. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, we also have a question in the chat. Um, 
you know, in, in theater, in, in storytelling, you've got, you know, you've got what you've written out. And then as you're practicing it and rehearsing, you sometimes an accident happens and you're like, no, that's, that's good. We should keep that. Um, and then it ends up being like a piece, a part of an element of the show that everyone really loves. Uh, do you have anything like that where you or your, your fellow actors like kind of biffed it, but you were like, mm, no, this is actually better. Um, well, we've had a lot of crazy things happen to us as actors, which is also part of why our shows I think are so scary is because there's an element of fear for us too. So basically when we're rehearsing, like we will just say like, oh, wouldn't it be like so terrifying if you were lost by yourself out in the woods? And then we're like, oh, we should do that for the show. So like our first show, for example, um, the one that was out in the woods in the nighttime where we walked everyone out there. Um, we weren't exactly sure. Like we thought when we started, we were just going to do this sort of scary stories in the woods. Like, oh, it's just going to be spooky because of the atmosphere. And then we'll send everyone home and that's it. And then because when we got there the first time at nighttime, uh, we had rehearsed during the day and all was well. And then we had to go back and try it at night. And we literally could not find the trail that we were supposed to be on. Um, <laughs> so we were like, we went in like three different entrances. We were like this wood is haunted like it's moved around somehow and also when we were on the way there we literally had flashlights and we saw this like field full of like a hundred eyes like reflecting back at us and so we freaked out obviously it wasn't anything deadly it turned out to be like I'm not shitting you like 50 deer staring at us in this open field. So we were horrified, but then we were like, okay, what if this isn't so straightforward? What if this is more of a premise of someone getting lost in the woods? And what does that mean? And if one of us were to get lost, the other ones would go find them. And so how can we play with that, make the audience feel like we're lost and sort of lean into the fear of that? Um, otherwise all of the stuff that happens in our shows that is the most scary are things that the actors come up with and ask me if they can do and I'm always like of course like please lean into all of that like one of our shows I had written into the script that the characters were supposed to um, stick their heads in buckets full of water and hold their breath as long as they could so I approached this with the actors saying like we don't actually have to fill them with water we can sort of put a couple inches in there just to wet the top of your head you don't have to commit fully to like holding your breath until you can't breathe anymore and then of course ty who was in the last show that y'all saw came up to me and was like but can i fill it with water <laughs> all the way to the top and i was like of course and actors are competitive too so then all of them were like i'm gonna fill this bucket with water too so all of our craziest shit comes from the actors directly and you can quote me on that <laughs> we, we've Everyone in this room has worked with actors. We believe it. Yes, exactly. And have been at one time or another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They love to complain about like, oh, we have to do all this crazy stuff out in the woods and it's cold and it's wet and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, can I just get into the grave filled with blood? I'm like, you said it, not me. Be my guest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come to think of it, like some of the stuff that I would in normal circumstances be least likely to do or like very uncomfortable with. I've done for the sake of an acting right. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you just think about the effect that it's going to have on the audience, and then you're more willing to be like, okay, it'll be so cool if I have to suffer through this thing. And I'm really lucky to work with people who are really willing to suffer for the art. <laughs> nice. Um, I have a so. What was I going to ask? Um, what is your What's your personal history with horror? What brought you to horror? Like um, yeah. So <laughs> I always say this like as a fun fact that people wouldn't expect about me. Um, I'm afraid of everything. I am like a very naturally anxious person. I was an anxious kid. And I think for so many people, the horror genre is a way to experience fear in a sort of safe environment. Like for me, the world seems really scary, but if I can craft an environment where I'm in control of what's happening and I can scare other people, that gives me this sort of like sense of security over my life. Um, other than that, I mean, as I've grown older, I, I think that's what drew me to it as a kid. And, you know, that'll be a through line for my whole life but now I'm also thinking about what kind of art I want to put into the world and we have 
always had brilliant horror um, directors and writers who use horror as social commentary. And now even more so, like Jordan Peele is a great example of that. I really want to lean into horror as a sort of transformational genre. Um, And a lot of that is reflected in our work, too. We're sort of, you know marginalized people sort of taking back the power or being the villain or having these unexpected sort of twists and turns that give the agency to different people than you would expect, especially through the horror genre and using that as a kind of catharsis. You know, one of my favorite shows that we've done so far is this two person play that's about online dating and this predatory man. And of course, all of that comes out of my experience of being a young woman and the fear that I carry dating young men in society. So it's a nice sort of like reflective um cathartic sort of social commentary that i can put out into the world through the lens of my anxiety in a productive way instead of in a scared at home on my couch kind of way i don't think anyone uh in on this stream thinks that that's a weird uh backstory for horror loving Mm -hmm. at all no that's a very familiar (laughs) story (laughs) cool so what is like a, um, like, do you have an ultimate experience you would like to try to pull off one day like the pie in the sky kind of, you know, live theatrical experience? With, of with course I do. I don't want to reveal all my plans. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, uh, my goal is to grow Witch Hunt into this sort of self-sustaining organism. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've said this out loud to anyone yet, but my big long-term like 10-year plan is to eventually buy some sort of property that has acreage, hopefully some forests, maybe a log cabin that is Witch Hunt Theater and do all of our shows in this house, space, whatever on this property and sort of build this like spooky empire that we can do all of our content in and just do, you know, vastly different shows in this sort of same Witch Hunt space. So. Nice. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be great. And then we could have housing for artists. We could use that as sort of a residency, like during the winter when it's too cold to be doing things. Like there's just so many things I would like to do out of one space that's not just a theater, but it's sort of this community built um, environment, you know. Kind of like a, like a modern artists collective. Mm-hmm. Yes, with a focus in horror, of course. <laughs> I know it seems on the nose, but it sounds like the the perfect property would be an abandoned summer camp. (laughs) Exactly. I would love that. I have been wanting to do a show at a summer camp for sure. That's on my list of locations to build a show around as well. So if you know anyone that wants to give us a summer camp for free for a couple of weeks, let me know. (laughs) I might know of a place. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all ears. Let me know. Send me an email. He's checking now, I bet. <laughs> I am. You know me. This is how I work. That's true. Um, like, oh, you want to do a thing? Uh, let me connect you with the people that can do the thing. We all need people like that. We appreciate that. <laughs> I've been doing that for, what, 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I, hopefully this doesn't overlap too much with some of what we've already discussed, but I'm kind of curious if there are any uh, particular movies that you not necessarily draw inspiration from in general, but um, well, no, yeah, I guess it's just like, is there, are there any movies where you're like, that is a really great concept. I would love to be able to pull that off in our, in, in, in our live mm. version of this, this, this storytelling. Mm-hmm. Well, we're definitely influenced by especially the contemporary horror canon, like our show that we did on a farm on Savi Island. That was the first show we had done in the daytime. And so we were pulling from like Midsummer um, and Midnight Mass, you know, that Netflix show about the town and the church mm-hmm. and everything like all of these sort of like it's creepy and it's daytime and nothing bad is actually happening for a long time, but why do we feel so horrible? So we draw on lots of things for all of our shows. My favorite horror movie forever. I will die on this hill is creep and creep two is just as good. Both are on Netflix. I will be their publicist forever. I think (laughs) those are brilliant films and 
there's nothing especially in them that screams like a oh, witch hunt should do something similar, but it's just like they do something that I haven't ever seen before in a way that's just really unsettling and believable and intriguing. And it's just those are great movies. So watch them if you haven't. Creep, Creep 2, both are like equally good. Um, who knows how that might influence our work. Watch list. I think that the Duplass brothers would like absolutely <laughs> love that endorsement because you're right. There's nothing like wildly scary about them. It's it's a very like attainable way to to be scared, right? It's mm-hmm. like a very relatable situation, um, or just like or just very easy to to believe. Uh, one to, like to find oneself in a situation like that, and then all of a sudden something's not right Uh, Mm -hmm. and the next thing you know you you are fearing for your life yeah and the acting in those is also just like so amazingly realistic and natural and awkward and they don't shy away from the realness of that i mean that's part of why we do immersive work as well is so we can kind of drop people into a story instead of just showing them one like we can all sit on our couch and watch netflix all day if we want to you go to a live event because you want to be interacting with it in some way even if you don't you know even if people are freaked out by that on the surface i feel like the word interactive or immersive makes people nervous but being able to sort of embody and walk around in this world is um, what we what we try to provide to people. So it's a unique live experience. And we're trying to put them in this realistic environment so they never know if what's happening could happen to them. So that's also the overlap there with Creep. Creep does that super well in movie form also. I think that uh, those two words, interactive and immersive, were what, like, when we went to Ghost of Summer, we were looking at all of the events going on and it's like we were considering everything. And as soon as corpse went from being, Oh, they're performing a play to, Oh, this is an immersive interactive event. It's like done. We're, we're yeah. done. We're all three of us just. Yeah. But we did have one person in the party who saw that and said, no, nah, I'm good. That's true. He, he did. <laughs> yeah. They're a performer. So that seems a little bit ironic, I guess, but yeah, I'm definitely the person that always like sits in the back row of the theater. I also do not want to be interacted with when I go to things because I want to have that control of what's happening. But we've been super lucky. We've gotten great audiences who are like really ready to participate, um, partially by design and partially by luck. So um, I'm really curious. I know you all said that you talked about it in a different episode, but I want to hear about what your experience was like at Corpse and what surprised you and what you were expecting or what you got or, you know. Just, I'd love to hear your reactions to that too. Hmm. Who wants to start? I don't. I don't I, know what we were expecting. I thought it was funny how many people willingly just wrote their real names on the contract, either <laughs> fake or not. Uh, without discussing it, all three of us used fake names. <laughs> That's smart. That's very it. smart. We just all wrote down fake names and gave fake names throughout the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have all done theater. And we have all worked at haunts. Mm-hmm. So we have that background of like, oh, no, we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're maybe not the best people to ask for, like, impressions because we sort of came in with expectations. But mm-hmm. what we can say is that I think our expectations were met. Yeah, it was yeah. thoroughly yeah. enjoyable. Exceeded. I had yeah. a great time. I mean, I didn't know what to expect, and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um. The ending, for sure, did not see it coming. Nice. Um, I get, after a certain point, I was like, okay, I no longer can predict where we're going with this. <laughs> um, and so I think that that's probably a pretty good thing to say about your work as as, as people who, you know, routinely and, and as, as almost for work go, all right, where is what is this and where are you going with it? And sort of like deconstructing someone's story right in front of them. Yeah, Yeah, that was definitely a goal of ours that we were really scared of, like, will people be able to predict this before it's happening? Or will we get that, like, super satisfying moment of, like, the, I mean, not even plot twist, but the sort of reveal of that moment? And everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people were very shocked by that in a way that was super satisfying for us. So I'm glad that you also had that experience as, like, theater goers and artists as well. I think the crowd seemed just diverse enough that it, I wouldn't have been able to pick that there was going to be a plant anywhere in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, like it seems like 
that should have been a thing, but I'm like, I, I don't know who it's supposed to be because everyone looks like they just wandered in here. And yeah. <laughs> most brave of the group are the ones that sat down at the table. Like, yeah. no, right. I'm, I'm in this 100%. Um, I thought the the props that you provided really helped guide um, everyone to be able to participate in a way that, that made them feel part of the play. So the, those were very effective. Good props. Yeah. And, and the performance, the performance is like, oh my God. from the moment you walk into the room, like you can see, okay, this is, they're in character and they stay in character and you, you know, your people were wandering the con floor in character and, I don't, I don't like like you it, said. It was her. She was wondering. The yes. <laughs> there were there was there was two of them. I thought I thought Delaney. It's Delaney, right? Yeah, Lane. Mm-hmm. Lane, Lane was she was just in the room. Okay, I, I thought I remember seeing both of them wandering. Mm. Both of you wandering the halls. Um, either way, always always in in character and. You were saying, you know, like the you only have a couple weeks between, you know, thinking of a new idea, pa- 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 hashing it out, <laughs> writing it, and then re- practicing it. Um, and so I assume that that's the case with the Ghost of Summer uh, presentation. And it was it was so well executed. I would have expected that a lot more time uh, and preparation went into it. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate that. I mean, that's a huge compliment. And I mean, the honest truth about Ghosts of Summer is that they were like, okay, you can do live performance theater in a conference room. And I was like, uh, how the hell are we going to do that? And I was thinking about bringing in like PVC pipes and curtains and trying to like black out the room and having a fog machine and all this stuff. And I was like, totally going against all of our roots. And I just realized like, okay, we do site specific theater. Okay. You're in a conference room. Great. So what's going to happen in there? Um, so the process was like, it honestly, a lot of it happens on a deadline basis. I'm like, okay, we only have two rehearsals for this. So I have to have this solidly done and ready to go by this date. And the work kind of just happens that way because I work better under pressure, I would say, but it really took a long time to be like, I agonized for months. Like I've known I was going to be a part of this um, convention for almost a year before it happened and I was still like I don't know conference room for scary things how are we going to do that um, and we also have been super surprised about how much participation we get in these pieces um, we've learned a lot of lessons about how to encourage participation and how to do it in a way that people actually will participate but even like our you know show on the farm we had a scene where after a couple of runs we had this like bowl basically of just like chocolate and herbs but in the scene all the characters were taking them as drugs and having this psychedelic experience together so the characters would all eat from the bowl and then the cult leader would just hand the bowl to one of the audience members and like implying that they should pass it around and without telling them to or even like indicated anything like they started eating the chocolate and passing it down the line and we're like you don't know us you don't know what's in there like we've been shocked by the willingness of people to just jump right in and it's really made our work even better than we can imagine when people are like ready and with us. Yeah, I know you, you at the the Ghosts of Summer event, you did a fantastic job of creating the cringiness and banality of a horrible corporate orientation. <laughs> like <laughs> Thank that you. was the more I was I was glad when the sacrifice happened because I was like, I can't, this is this is so uncomfortable. That's like, why, Joe. The, and the puns and the talking together. I've like I've been in this meeting before, and I hated yeah. it. So. Yeah, me too. That's how that happened. Sacrifice. Oh yeah, it have been mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, based off of the one performance we've seen, uh, it seems like you all do a pretty good job of combining the environment and a story. And again, like executing performances, it's just like a nice little, you know, trifecta of, of really good storytelling. We're, we're excited for Death Race for sure. Yeah. yeah, we just got all of our like lore and legend figured out about the woods and Death Race. So we're excited about that too. Um, everything is not what it seems. That's all I will say about that. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Well, Taylor, it was so great to have you on the show. Thanks for popping in and chatting up and chatting up about uh, Witch Hunt Theater. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm just going to plug the Instagram one more time on our website, witchhunttheater.com or at witchhunttheater. That's theater with an R-E. Um, and if anyone needs to reach out, our Gmail is the same thing, witchhunttheater at Gmail. The link to the tickets is on the website and the Instagram for Death Race. And when Death Race is done, our next show will also have tickets up there. So check us out. Thanks so much for having us. And we're very excited to see you at yeah, Death we'll Race. Yeah, see you in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Taylor. Bye. And this is a good time to take a quick little break. Indeed. We'll be right back. And we're back. Seems like we just left. Really? It seems like we've never left. It does seem that way sometimes. Like, we've checked out, but we've just, we, we can never leave. Yes. What is this, the Hotel California? No. Like I've checked out. Full disclosure, uh, I got hit with like a horrible dizzy spill. Yeah, you look a little good. you look a little loopy. Yeah. I've had this horrible tension headache for days. And I think it's just spreading. Mm. Like it's making it worse. Or it was a little stroke, which that's would be not good. Probably not that. Probably not that. Probably not that. that I feel like that would your, be more extreme. Yeah, that's your brain kind of tricking you again. Stupid brains. Yeah. So Ooh, that's fine. That's exactly what I want to hear when I say, I want to take us out into the woods and let scary <laughs> people do scary things to us. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong, TM? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, she was cool. That was fun. Sorry for the yep. technical thing in the beginning on something I will have to figure out. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I don't know why it would do that. I'm not quite sure either. There's no real reason why. Yeah, I'm actually on Instagram right now sending Taylor information about the camp. <laughs> oh, excellent. I love that. Of course you, you know someone like that. You like got it done like in in the during the duration of the show. Like we're not even off air yet and you're like this is done. Yeah. Check. I and we're set. I <laughs> is what cable do. It is. I uh, I also yeah, I'll, I'll wait to talk to them when we're actually in death race, but it, I'm I'm fascinated by this, and I want to see what they do more for theater because I usually don't want to audition for theater, and I want to audition for theater. Right. Yeah, you got to get your scare on. Man, I, I just want to scare people. I want to scare people all the time. Inappropriate nice. settings to scare them, and not when I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> it's not good. Don't pretend like you don't like it. I do like it. I, but I'm also aware I'm not supposed to do it. He knows it's inappropriate to jump out behind like the produce aisle and be like, "What's up?" Yeah, that's not what I sound like. When I, scare I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> In general, Cable knows when it is appropriate to just scare people. You know, Cable's not a screamer or a gibberish noisemaker. No, I'm a. He scares you with real words mm-hmm. and the which smile. Is yeah, which is. Creepy. I will just. I will stand in entryways or small windows or cutouts and just do this. <laughs> That's Dave's horrible influence on you. <laughs> yes, I. I don't think Dave can take full credit for this. Right. though. he he gave me an outlet that. But the uh, the passion was always there. I just didn't know it until I had an outlet. And then it was like, oh, fuck. The, the passion? I, th- I think you mispronounced creepiness. <laughs> it, it's, it's how the creepiness is how my passion <laughs> presents itself. <laughs> I almost did a spin take. <laughs> Which, Don't do that. Uh, no, I had to work. I'm like, I've already made one mess in here today. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, like, really yeah. try to control yourself. Yep. Being, no, now it's in the stink in here. Way to go. That's why I can't have nice things. Because of me. Yep. Yeah. And my you, clumsiness. You ruin everything. There's Which is why I'm not Chris the Mills. one who's going to run around in the dark. That can <laughs> It'll only It'll be funny. Poorly. I just got this tooth fixed. So I'm not going to break it again. <laughs> All right. We'll keep that in mind. Don't break Bean's tooth. Please and thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else planned for today. Oh, geez. I know that 
There was a big D and D one announcement that Wizards hosted. Yeah, they announced a lot of. They shit. announced a lot of stuff, like Planescape's happening next year, which I'm pumped for. It's gonna be super cool. Um, yeah, I mean they're making suggested changes that some I like, some I'm like, well, I don't know. But it's been fun watching like RPG Twitter like lose their mind over Wizards of the Coast. They're forcing this rule, and I'm like, literally the first rule in the DMG is throw out any rule you don't like. Yeah. I, like, every role-playing game is like, throw out any rule you don't like. Why is this No so one's policing hard? the way you play your game yeah. and also, your friends. All role-playing games are made up. All of them. The rules are made up. All words are made up. That's true. Uh, oh, there we go. There's a topic. Did uh, did you guys watch She-Hulk yet? I did. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's the thing that came out. What did you guys think? That was a blast. I adored it. Um, I also discovered that... The thing that was frustrating for me personally is I felt called out by this episode of She-Hulk because much of um, Bruce's dialogue and approach to everything in, in the episode also mirrors my own... Uh, journey with trying to deal with my own toxic masculinity and still haven't gone through therapy for it and anger issues. And I'm like, ha, ha, this is fuck she Hulk. Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> <sighs> I just wanted to watch your show. Yeah. I was not prepared for them to get so real, so hard, so much of the first episode. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, hashtag relatable content. Yeah. Um, the whole, like, Bruce, I've been controlling my anger my whole life. It's yeah. like the, those are natural states of being for women. It's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And, I mean, like, it's it's not something I spend a lot of time thinking about. But she is 100% not wrong. Um, and and the most the most surprising thing is that, you know, Marvel Marvel is a Disney. And Disney is not known for, you know, even talking about the agency of women. I mean, yeah, they've gotten better with their, you know, in their more recent animated movies, but they're notorious for being, you know, the princess brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just the, the idea of going from that to this extreme opposite of someone who is fully aware and fully talking to you about how much anger uh, she has to tamp down on a constant basis just because she's a woman was unexpected to me. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe other people like saw that coming a mile away. I've never read uh, She-Hulk. What was unexpected for you? Just like how, how forward they were going to be with like, no, being a woman, it is it is constant rage that you just have to tamp down. I feel like the comic has touched on that in the past before. Okay. Yeah. It, I think the, the thing that it did that the comic did was it turned directly into... Fourth wall break. Breaking the fourth wall. Like, the, as soon as that first scene rolled up and she did that, it's like, oh, okay, we are getting... That She-Hulk show, which and is cool. Aside from the fact that people had mentioned it to me already as an element of the comic, that's kind of a big deal. Breaking the fourth wall in television is not that new or exciting, so that kind of flew under the radar for me in terms mm-hmm. of like, there it is. That is all. But it's in the MCU proper; it has not been done. There has been no acknowledgement that there is a a movie audience watching, right? Um, and I have heard, I have not uh, looked into this to, uh, to substantiate this, but a, a coworker mentioned that this was not the originally planned first episode. It was not. No, that the footage from the first episode was actually supposed to be spread out over a couple later episodes hmm. as flashbacks. The training montage. I was wondering about that. And so basically, um, Jennifer's opening monologue where she turns to the camera and goes, yeah, I know. I said Hulk. 
and we're not going to be able to move on with this fun lawyer show that we've we've made for you until we address that, right? Right, because you that's all you're going to think about. Which means that was actually a boardroom conversation about initial critical feedback. Right. That they went, oh, okay, well, let's just put all of it up in episode one and then move on. And that's literally what they did. <laughs> it fascinates me. And and it makes it like this is the show that you can do that with. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think it's going to be better for the story in general because rather than sprinkling in all of these, uh, you know, Jennifer and Bruce scenes, mm-hmm. they can just get all the Bruce Banner shit out of the way up front mm-hmm. and then leave it to her. Because yep. as as the internet has made quite clear, Tatiana Maslany is absolutely capable of carrying a show by herself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Times six, times eight, whatever, whatever the number is. I mean, I don't think we're done seeing Banner Hulk. I don't think so either. Because they're going to introduce other characters as part of the whole thing. Mm. Matt Murdock. Oh yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Oh, Matt Murdock. Right, right. They've already showed him. Yeah. Yet. Oh, I don't. Matt Murdock that. and and Daredevil are in this. No Jessica Jones? Um, they're working with... They're working on bringing Kristen Ritter and I think Mike Coulter, like you were mentioning this, back yeah. in. And Punisher, like all of them. Yeah. Because um, we've yeah. seen Yellow Suit already in like quick clip. We've seen Yellow Suit Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, they can 100% lose Finn Jones' number. Yeah. Wait, which one's Finn Jones? Exactly. I'm like rapidly Googling. Oh, Iron Fist. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the only character that I'm particularly uh, interested in seeing in She-Hulk, um, and this is because of because of the infinitely small number of Marvel comics that I've ever read, is Patsy Walker. Oh, sure. Was she playing again? <laughs> Uh, Hellcat. No, Hellcat. Patsy oh, Walker okay. and Hellcat. Because in the comic book, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, which I read for a bit, uh, She-Hulk is in it regularly. And that's the only exposure to She-Hulk that I have. Mm, so when nice. you say She-Hulk, my brain automatically says, Patsy Walker? Yeah, they instead did that with Jessica Jones. Gotcha. And then went a weird, we're going to make her a superhero by making her a Drug addict. I still haven't watched the last season of Jessica Jones. I don't think I ever did either. So I don't. I yeah. I like it, and that's not a knock against the show Jessica Jones. I really like the show. It is also really hard to get through. Yeah, it is so fucking intense. That might have been why we didn't finish it because Christian doesn't do well with like hard dark difficult mm. stuff like that um, where I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm not, not, not give me more. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, it gets really dark uh, and, and gritty. And I love, I love Kristen Ritter. So I'll watch anything she's in. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, She-Hulk was great. Uh, you are right. Uh, Tatiana Maslany is fantastic. Um, it just makes me want to go back and watch Orphan Black even more. Don't was a think cool I show. watched it. I might have started to and then lost track. There was that time that like my Netflix got jacked. <laughs> so like my 47, you know, currently watching things went away. Mm-hmm. Um, and my whole, my everything, it all went away. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more episodes. That, that first one was a lot of fun. Nice. Indeed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then we've got Lower Decks coming up, but I think in about a week. I know. All kinds of good, no. good stuff coming. No. So soon. This this, oh, it's this week. It's, it's this week. Nice. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. jazzed. Uh, so get ready I, for us to constantly talk about Star Trek again, friends. Woo! <laughs> it's I, like fine. Like I've missed not being able to have uh, Strange New Worlds conversations. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Do we know when that's coming back yet? That next year, next year mm-hmm. for sure. That's a year away. Yep. They like season two finished filming um, the same week that season one finished airing. Right. So that means prime uh, principal photography is done. Now everything goes into effects. Yeah. Right. 
So it'll be a while. Yeah, it'll be some time. We'll probably have Discovery first. Yeah, Discovery uh, Season 5 should be... Um, Possibly even Picard before Strange New Worlds. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how it was last... Yeah, that's this, true. This that's last on the track lineup. record, so... Yeah, we should get um, Discovery after uh, Lower Decks um, and then Picard. Somewhere in there, they'll bring back the other episodes of Prodigy. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Strange New Worlds again. And still no mention of when exactly they're going to debut Section 31. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't even think there's any stories yet. Do we know why there hasn't been any updates, at least? Like, is there an update as to the lack of updates? No, I haven't no, heard anything. Nothing, really. So who knows on that one? Hmm. Like, they could be do- like that could be deliberate. It's like... It's like, so what have you heard about Section 31? Nothing. What have you heard? Right. <laughs> it's a clandestine organization that no one's supposed to know about. So maybe it'll just suddenly appear on Paramount+. Plus. That with, would be fun. Yeah. It would be, but I don't see them doing that. Yeah. That's not good marketing. So, some marketing person would freak out. Yes. They're like, oh, no, we have to advertise. It's like, no, this is the advertisement. We're not doing anything. Yeah, no, 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 we no, can't. No. We can't. That's a bad call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be good for today, for this week. Yeah. Who do we have? Do we have a guest next week again? We do not. All right. Um, but as you mentioned at the top of the show, this is episode 660. Zero. Which means episode... Oh, I'll be gone next week. That's so, what's going on. Yeah. yeah. What I might actually do is I might rebroadcast our interview with Bill Oakley... Because we did that interview when the site was in transition. Oh. So a lot of people actually didn't get to download that episode. Okay. So I might just repost that. You want to take next week off? I won't be here. Well, yeah. we. But we've Uh, done... I forgot to tell you guys before we get started that I might have to miss next week. Oh, well, then we're taking taking next week off. Otherwise, it's just going to be the cable show and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I have social media to do that I mean, bullshit. No, right. again, we have social media for me to do that kind of bullshit. Cool. So, right, so well, but, there you have it, friends. We will not be here next week. Yeah, not live. Well, there'll be a yeah. show. I'll just rebroadcast the Bill Oakley one. That'll be great. We'll like that one a lot. Um, but anyway, as I I was saying, this is episode six six zero, which means episode six 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 is coming up very and soon. We're putting together something interesting for you. Yeah, something fun. Something different than a regular show, for sure. So stay tuned. That'll be in October. It'll now be the second week of October. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. Well, with that being said, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bean Arita. And I'm Cable Hashitani. We will talk to everybody in two weeks. Bye. Bye, friends.